Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. <laughs> and Drew Shepard. <laughs> Y'all are horrible. So I put, <laughs> I put oil in my eyes. Put oil in my eyes before we started recording. Our listeners don't know, though. This is... <laughs> Maybe so now, I, now we have to explain. I put oil in my eyes. I don't know. That's probably a bad thing to do, but I've been having these eye issues and um, just thought the past couple of days I've been trying different things. And today, yesterday I tried coconut oil. Today I tried olive oil. Coconut. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the whole explanation for it because because I don't want to, but <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's uh, none of your business. Kind of <laughs> yeah, none of your business. Who do you think you are? Um, <laughs> true. Okay. All right, guys. Guys, you got to remember we're recording a podcast here. No I one can, can still see have fun. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. Anyway, looks like I've been crying and my nose is running a little bit. So I was doing some sniffing before the podcast, and these guys were messing with me about it. So hopefully, you hear the uh, snorts come through after. <laughs> <laughs> after the introductions there. And uh, the reason I just burst out laughing is because, uh, Drew, do you want to tell everybody what your what your background is there? Yeah, so it is a picture of an Olympic pool, you would assume, with Michael Phelps in one lane and a great white shark in another lane <laughs> uh, racing to the finish line. And that's going to tie into our arc, folks. So if you are uh, wondering why that's the case, you will find out soon enough. Hang on. John's got something. John's got something for hey, us I here need, as well. My audio is terrible. Uh, so I'm going to switch to a, a different audio device. Just FYI. Okay. All right. I'm leaving this in. So <laughs> while we're waiting on John Drew, do you remember, um, you may not, it seemed like it was really early on in the internet days, um, like 56K dial-up type stuff where most of us had it. I, I remember when I went to college, they had a T1 connection, I think it was, and that was a huge deal, super fast. But in high school, it was, it was dial-up. It was, you know, um, AOL, internet, 56K, super slow speeds. And there was a picture that came out around that time uh, in our – digital history where it was this helicopter, this like army helicopter that was flying in over the ocean and this huge shark was jumping up to like chomp it out of the water. Yeah. I think I remember seeing something like that. It was like a really early example of like a Photoshopped image that went semi viral. And a lot of people thought it was a real picture. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nowadays we know better. At least most of us do. I, I still get shocked by some of the things people get fooled by online. Um, Gosh, as a chemistry teacher, one of my favorite ones that gets still get, I still see it from time to time is the people who will say, you know, every, all these things are bad and this is not to say they're bad or not, but like GMOs are horrible. This is horrible. And then just to be like the point of the joke is they'll say dihydrogen monoxide is in so many of your foods. Do you know how many people have died from that? Which is, of course, just H2O <laughs> yeah, water. water. And then so people are like, oh, there's too much dihydrogen monoxide. It's going to kill you. And which the joke is like, yes, it's, it's water. That's right. <laughs> but people believe it. So people can believe anything on the internet usually. Absolutely. You just got to tell the right person in the right way. All right, John, you on? 
I am. I don't know if my audio is any better to you, but I, y'all don't sound like you're underwater. Oh, okay. which uh, might be okay for this this arc. Oh, that'd be so yeah. perfect. <laughs> I might sound like it anyway because that oil in my eyes has caused a caused a cold like reaction in my face. So I probably should have waited until after the podcast to do <laughs> do that, but I didn't. Um, Drew, what's new with you? So I went to a wedding tonight. That was interesting. Um, yeah. You think a wedding and at the moment of this recording, it's Thursday night. So it was a wedding that started at five and went till, went till 11, but we left around 1030 ish. Um, okay. So that, I mean, that was really fun to go to a wedding, especially you know with, with COVID still a thing and people worried about that. So any sure. chance to get out and celebrate and just have fun with friends and family and, you know, yeah, just spread the virus around a little bit. Well, the, we all wore masks in, you know, <laughs> except for when we were eating and, well, you know, all this other stuff. But it was fun to just see some, see some old friends, meet some new people, um, see the marriage, eat yeah. some really good food. So, cool. What'd you, what'd you have? What was the food? It was on the menu. Four Rivers Barbecue. Ooh, that's good. So, beef brisket, macaroni and cheese, cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the cake was honestly, it was probably the largest portion of a cake I've ever had at a wedding. It was, wow. Okay. It was six, it was like six inches tall. And I mean, it was over the edges of this plate, the dessert plate. And it was pretty thick too. So I'm like, yeah, I like a good dessert cake, you know? Yeah. Very cool. I had a good meal. Um, Yesterday, in fact, <laughs> Drew had us over, and uh, our listeners know. I think uh, if if you paid attention, that Drew is a bit of a foodie. He likes to go to fancy restaurants and order fancy things, and uh, has a has a complex palate to please. Um, and and he cooked a delicious meal for us. Uh, he is also a cook, and and does uh, probably what most of the cooking in your house, right? Yeah, easily like 90%. What, what would you say, 90, 95, 97%? I was trying to give her a little extra, but yeah, probably 95%. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Make her lunches and her breakfast and most every dinner we had. Yeah, we had a delicious meatloaf and the fanciest macaroni and cheese I've ever eaten. Um, some watermelon a family member of yours grew and um, uh, a an awesome Caesar salad. I think that's it. Did I miss anything? The carrots. Carrots. Yeah. Yeah. Carrots too. Carrots are my favorite. That yours were good, but um, carrots in general, not at the top of my list. That's fair. That's fair. But those were, those were very good. They were very good. Had a little sweetness to them. Um, Cooked down. My main thing is raw carrots. I I hate that taste that carrots Mm -hmm. have when they have that crunch in them. But you know what? Once a carrot's cooked down, it can be pretty good. Cook anything down with enough brown sugar and butter. It, it'll be all right. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. John, eating any good food lately? Yeah, well, since we're talking about some of the finer foods, um, for dinner, I had a single patty baconator from Wendy's. Um, oh, and so, okay. uh, you know, decided to step Is it up. Is that the son of? Get... No, I didn't get the son of baconator. I got the, the baconator uh, okay. with a single patty. 
Okay. Um, so, Why a single yeah. patty? I mean, Does it normally come with two? Because they asked, you want a single, double, or triple? And I think it normally comes with two. Got it. Single. Okay. Okay. So. Well, how was it? Uh, yeah. How was that it $5 was, uh, fast food burger? It was okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing uh, nothing to write home about. Um, yeah. It was Wendy's. Um, <clears throat> nothing to write home about, but worth bringing up on the podcast. But absolutely <laughs> worth bringing up on the podcast. Um, you asked. Yeah, you asked about what food I've had lately. Uh, other than that, it's been a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, how long have you been away from your, from your family, from your wife and kids, John? So things have been, uh, different and I've actually been, hopefully you probably hear one of them crying right now in the background. Um, actually, uh, uh, have been home a lot this week. I was out of town just two days. Um, I've been doing a lot of virtual training. Uh, and, uh, actually this week's virtual training, I was getting recertified as a, uh, interrogator. Um, and so kind of fun facts there. So I got, yeah. got recertified as uh, interrogation, not fully. I still have to do a couple of successful interrogations before I'm official. Uh, yep. but I did go through the class to get recertified. Cool. Well, maybe this, uh, maybe this show, in fact, even this very arc, um, give you some insight on effective interrogation techniques that you may be able to apply. I would not have taken the approach that we will talk about in the podcast. <laughs> Very ineffective. Well, our, our resident interrogation expert will definitely have some insight for us when we get to that stage of the discussion, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so we have a nephew, uh, John and I do named Henry and he and I got a text from my sister. This is my sister's, our sister's son. They're one of their, well, their middle child, not one of their middle childs. They've got three. and He's the middle of the three. And he is about to start watching Star Wars, which is interesting. I'm not sure, John, if, if Rose and Chad realize how, how really dark and disturbing it gets. <laughs> so we'll see if he makes it through or not. I was like, you better watch it with him. <laughs> Just in case it's more intense than he's prepared for. How old is Henry, John? Do you know? I don't know. I was thinking maybe eight, seven, eight. eight. I don't know. Less than 10 for sure. Um, And so this will probably be, if he goes through with it, he's going to be seeing probably some of the more intense things that he's ever seen in his life. Uh, (laughs) That's going to be fun. But she was asking John and I about what order he should watch it in. And we had different suggestions. So, Drew, you're going to settle the tie, and um, and then we can give our official joint recommendation um, as long as John agrees to this. <laughs> no, we've kind of already given her, given her our thoughts here. But I'm curious what you think. So, we've talked a little bit about watch order in the past. What do you think the ideal watch order would be for an eight-year-old, a seven- or eight-year-old? Gosh, an eight-year-old, seven-year-old. Yeah. So you've got release order. You've got the weird order that you and I watched it through with, um, with your, you know, with your wife, with Amy, uh, and then you've got chronological order. You know, I would almost be tempted to say, to well, one, one and two, 
makes sense to start with, I think for maybe that age, just because it is slightly more cartoony and it is made, you know, with Jar Jar, he's sort of goofy and funny. And so he's over the top. And in some of the later ones, you don't necessarily off the top of my head, get those over the top, goofy, more cartoony esque type characters. So I would say start there. And if Darth Maul slicing, um, just lost his name in half. If that's super disturbing, then I would probably steer away from any other ones beyond two. <laughs> you know, because the whole episode three with Anakin like burnt to a crisp. No, you know that I I don't yeah, see that going sure. well if he can't handle Darth Maul. So <laughs> oh, we had some parents. We, we recently did that watch through last year at the end of last year. Actually, that was more than a year ago, I think, at this point that we started that, wasn't it? Or close to a year ago that we started that. And uh, there were some parents there during that watch through that we did as a, a bunch of people from church, where we go to church, all got together, who let their kids come to some and did not let their kids go to others. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually really, really interested. I, I gave her a slight warning. You know, it was like some of it's intense. You should watch it with him. Um but I'm interested to see how it turns out uh, with Henry. I didn't give her all the details. I didn't tell him, tell her about all the limb severing and uh, really, really disturbing moments that happen. But, um, but we will see sex slavery, you know, she so, should know about the sex yeah. slavery though, because she's okay. seen Return of the Jedi. So, so that brings up, uh, I, I remember watching. So we had, we had just recently gotten into star Wars and uh, we were actually watching some over at our grandparents' house, Roran Popo. And I remember watching it and Luke's hand getting cut off by Darth Vader. And yeah. Lee was little at the time, real little. And I remember him <laughs> saying, we should not be watching <laughs> But of course, he's a big Star Wars fan now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I vividly remember that because I remember being afraid that we were going to have to turn it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, and looking back, honestly, I'm a little surprised we weren't. But, um, but you know, that's all right. I'm glad. I'm glad that we weren't. Absolutely glad that we weren't. Um, all right, let's talk about this art. Everybody ready? So, plot summary: We have John. Do you have something to say before we get into it? No, I was just going to start the Jaws theme song. Oh, oh okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Da, da. <laughs> All right, we have the murder of the king of Mon Calamari. And this this planet of Mon, is it Mon Cala? Yeah, Mon Cala is the name of the planet. Mon Calamari is the name of the people on the planet. I'm 80% sure. Okay, yeah. Let me just stop you right there. Okay. Oh, this is going to be so good. Calamari. Really? <laughs> yeah, we talked yeah. about that. We talked about it before. Maybe you weren't on that episode. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, the Mon, the Mon Calamari are the name of the, um, the, uh, the people that are of the same race as Admiral Akbar. So, John, that is probably original trilogy information. They may not say it in the movies themselves, but I would, I would presume that that is a name that George Lucas came up with long long ago uh, in a studio never mind not not a perfect man <laughs> far far away by no means exactly yeah. 
Uh, not a perfect man. That's right. That's right. He made many mistakes. So, um, isn't it funny though how people are calling for his input now? Like, give it back to George Lucas. <laughs> I'm having again. If only he directed the third trilogy. <laughs> like, come on, people. This is this is impossible to please Star Wars fans. I'll tell you. Um, all right. So anyway, we have this this contested reign because. The squid people, I don't know what their race is called. Do you all know what their race is called? I forget. I wrote down the name of the guy that's in charge. Nasseri. Nasseri. And uh, anyway, these squid people are not happy about this Mon Calamari prince who is supposed to replace the king who was murdered. And so they get this support from... Well, now, I say they're not happy. Really, Dooku has gotten in contact with them and has tried to offer them a deal and has sent a shark man in to uh, provoke their rebellion uh, with promises of of benefit of some sort that results from it, right? So this shark man named Riff Tamsin, Riff Tamsin. Oh, by the way, it's the Corrin. I did write it down. The Corrin are the name of the squid people. Rift Tansen, I, I didn't look up the name of his race, but they're the shark people. It's basically just a human with slightly longer feet so that they kind of function like flippers and the head of a great white shark, right? Or some kind of shark. I'm pretty sure. Drew, I'm looking at that great white shark behind your head right now. And yeah, it's, it's pretty much white. exactly like that. Exactly yep. like that. Yeah. Oh, oh John! Oh, what I a call out. I did not think about that. What is the? What are the name of those? We got. You got to explain. Explain to listeners what you're showing us here. So I, I think they were called street sharks. Yeah. I remember them from our child. Yeah, street yeah. sharks. Um, and he was so, definitely yeah. a street shark. You know, I know the listeners can't see, but there's a oh, nice street shark, John. So I'm going to jump into the commentary a little bit here. If he had, if he had looked more like that, that would have been pretty cool. I would have been way better like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was so stupid looking. So these shark people are so stupid looking. Um, Anyway, they provoke a rebellion. They go to war. So it's Mon Calamari against the, no, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. The Mon Calamari against the Corrin and they're fighting and the, the uh, the corn are being supported by droid troops as well as um, this shark commander at the beginning of it. Later on, some other sharks will come in. Some other shark people will come into play, um, and they are losing. So Prince Lee Char. By the way, I wanted to ask you guys, Lee Char. I kept thinking of the name Lee Charles the whole time. Is that a person, Lee Charles? Does that ring a person? bell right away? It doesn't ring a bell? Uh-uh. Lee Char? Lee Charles? Who's some famous Charleses? Who could I be Charlie. <laughs> so here, uh, Lee Charles is an actor. He is. Okay. Do you recognize him? But I don't him? recognize him. No, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of like independent film. So Accident okay. Man. That's, I'm sure that's Green no, no, Street no, 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 3. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> is, is there a Ray Charles? Musician maybe? That there is. Yeah, he's the famous piano player. Ray Charles, piano player. The blind guy. Is this the blind guy? Got it. He did a Pepsi commercial. Am I thinking of the right guy? He might Ray Charles, Pepsi commercial. John, you're nodding. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, the old one. 
old commercial. Yeah. Okay, look it up. Ray Charles Pepsi commercial. You'll be glad you did. Probably won't be glad you did. Don't look it up. Don't waste your time. Um, although, um, maybe you're a Ray Charles fan. Although, if you're a Ray Charles fan, you probably also remember that commercial. Um, maybe our, all our listeners are really young, and I won't look like a fool for not immediately knowing who Ray Charles was. <laughs> anyway, I thought of, I thought of, Every time they said Prince Lee Char, I kept thinking, who's Lee Charles? It's somebody. Is it Lee Char? Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, he teams up with uh, Captain Guile Akbar. Captain Guile Akbar. Later to become Admiral Akbar. So we get a, get a pretty cool backstory. Well, we'll decide if it's cool in a little bit. We get a backstory on this, uh, this famous war leader of the uh, of the rebellion that is to come of the galaxy and they are, anyway they're losing their people are getting enslaved and so at the end uh well let's see at the beginning of that next episode they decide that they are going to evacuate basically the jedi who are present are going to go back to their ship and get the prince out of there keep him safe but their ship gets blown up so they kind of go into hiding they decide they're going to go and secretly destroy a communication building so that they can't detect um they can't you know their radar systems are, are blown out and their sonar goes away and so they can't read the movements and figure out what ships are incoming into this ocean planet and they do that so that the Jedi Council can send in some reinforcements, but there are not enough clone troops available. And to outfit a clone troop for underwater combat is much more complicated than just sending, sending the regular ground troops in. And so they call on the Gungan army to go and support this battle. And they do, they fly in and they support them. But, uh, but at the end of that second episode, pretty much everybody is captured, um, at least of our, our main folks, except for, the Prince and Ahsoka and the war is still, uh, they Gungans have not been able to turn the tide of the war. All right. So they get tortured for information. The two Jedi get tortured for the, for, for information while Jar Jar and Padme are tied up. And then, uh, you know, they, they basically try to use Padme as leverage to get information quicker, um, getting into Anakin's emotions there. And eventually, Re, uh, that would be Nosor Re, is convinced by Lee Char's, Prince Lee Char's inspirational speech as he sort of turns himself in, I guess, and, and basically goes, goes to get an audience. I guess gets captured, but decides he's uh, going to get, get an audience before Sharkman and um, Riff, I guess is the guy's name, and the leader of the Corrin. He basically convinces the leader of the Corrin to to flip sides and to fight with them against the droid army and the shark people. And they are able to win the day as a result. Um, and I call them squid people, but you know, they're really more like, like mind flayers. You don't know what a mind flayer is. It's a, uh, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before. What's, what do you call that horror? The brand of horror, particular brand of horror, like the most, one of the one of the more famous brands of horror out there. What am I thinking of? That has mind flayers. It's that horror. Think of. Hang on, look it up. I got to know. Types of horror. 
It's going to be like the first result, I'm sure. Nope, not the first result, but hang on. Genres and subgenres. What? Maybe I'm in the total wrong place. Monster? No. Paranormal? Maybe. What is the name of that horror creator? You wrote a bunch of books. Um, it's like dark cathedral-like. You know, supernatural. I don't know, guys. I can't think of it. Anyway, mind flayers. They suck your brain out, basically. They're these squid-faced creatures, kind of like a kind of like the captain from Pirate of the Caribbean. And they suck your brain out. Mind Flayer. Anyway, they look a lot like Mind Flayers. They also release an ink-like substance, I guess. That's what it is. It was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the beginning, in that, in that first battle, I thought it was blood. I was like, man, there's just there's blood coming out in the water. Yeah. What the, whoa, this is pretty intense, you know? And uh, then I think by the third episode, you, you realize it's ink. They do it again in a very obvious way that shows, no, this is just ink. This is not blood. And I guess it's, uh, they release ink when they have surges of emotion because they did, he didn't do it strategically. He just like charged in and squirted everywhere. <laughs> kind of an embarrassing trait to have as part of your, uh, part of your species. <laughs> Remember in Finding Nemo, the little octopus? Like, Oh yeah. I ink. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I did I did kinda like those battle scenes. Um in part. And the episodes had problems, right? But but I did really like seeing the shark men attack. Like when, when they started just chewing people up. I thought that was pretty cool. I hated the design, but I did like how brutal and fast and threatening uh threatening they were. Yeah. John, you obviously were pretty down on this on this episode. Um, let's hear some uh, let's hear let's hear some takes from you on this. Article. I don't like being negative so much, um, but yeah, I was pretty down on this episode. Um, the I just for the, one of the worst things was I couldn't get over the shark man, uh, the street mm. shark guy. Just and we yeah. talked about this on with previous arcs where it's just really. You know, you couldn't have done any better type of thing. Like you had to make a shark man, like with gills and all. Um, and so that was probably the uh, the thing that bothered me the most. I also didn't, uh, again, I don't enjoy being negative, but it's happening. Um, the uh, prince, gotta be, I didn't gotta like be his real. voice. Got to be real with our listeners. I, I didn't like the prince, uh, his voice, how, oh, how like little boyish. He sounded. Um, yeah, it just just bothered me. I wouldn't have followed him. Okay. Um, I would have been like, "No, this guy's not leading me in battle." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. It just uh, with with all the the uh, calamari race. Um, like I really would have liked. I I, I would have ranked, and we're not ranking yet, but I would have ranked it a lot higher if just a couple of them had said, it's a trap, uh, just a couple of times. Oh, I know. I kept waiting for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, all right, I'm, I'm good with it now. And that just never <laughs> That's happened. a point. That's a point in the right direction, right? Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you like uh, Admiral Akbar and his portrayal in this arc? Not really, no. Or Captain Akbar. 
I liked yeah, him more than see. any of the other Kanmari yeah. individuals. I, you know, they gave him a little bit of character, especially the third episode. The first two, it sort of bugged me how their tradition and culture was. Whatever the prince says, and I agree with John a hundred percent. His voice, there was something about it. It just didn't seem like it fit. I get that he's a boy, but it it just didn't seem right to me. And okay. just the way the senator was was talking, and then Akbar was talking like, "We must wait for the prince." I'm like, dude. Even the prince himself has said, "I don't know what I'm doing. I have zero experience." So even from a strategic standpoint, it's like, just let the Akbar do his thing. And so that was, I mean, slightly frustrating to me because, you know, it's one of those culture traditions. It, it was getting in the way of actually making good progress and good uh, military decisions. But I thought it was pretty neat on the third episode to see Akbar, you know, go face up against some of the droids. You know, he was beating them up pretty good. So that was kind of neat to see. Okay. Well, I had my problems with this episode arc, but overall, I, I had a mostly positive impression, to be honest. I think, I think while I was ready to hate it, I mean, just, just I could tell from the aesthetic, from the feel of it, from the look of it, the way they were setting everything up, I was like, I, I am not going to like this. And Sharkman shows up and it's like, I hate this, you know. But over time, there were things that I felt like helped redeem it. And the first moment that I remember from that was when the dropships flew in. This is a small thing, but there was something about that moment that I was just thinking, man, dropships are freaking cool. Just the design of those dropships. And I know dropships aren't special to this episode, but there was just something about the way that they showed it in this episode where they were flying dropships over the water and then the droids were jumping out of the water, or excuse me, the clones were jumping out of the water. Like, this is, this is awesome. This is these dropships are incredible. Um, and then here's the thing. You guys have still failed to mention who I think is perhaps the most redeeming, uh, one of the most redeeming things about this arc. And that is Kit Fisto. Drew? Never, never mind. Let's hear it. That's not actually who I was going to say. what you were going to say? So you go with what? yours. You go with yours. <laughs> Kit Fisto, guys. Come on. I'll Kit say mine Fisto. after. Not only did we get get Fisto in his element. So everybody else having to wear helmets, right? Having to wear underwater suits, all the Jedi that are down there, hampered by what is obviously a... Uh, and and I, actually, I actually thought they did a pretty good job of showing how precarious this was, because like at one point, they knock Anakin's helmet off, and he almost dies. Now, a little stupid, because he could have just used the Force to pull it back to himself. Yes. Um, because later on, the next arc, he literally... Tears down an entire building held up by steel structures with the force, but he couldn't pull the helmet back to himself. But you know, it's, I mean, it's, this is a kid's cartoon. You got to remember that. This was a very kid's cartoon episode uh, with, a, with a few exceptions of violent, some violent stuff that maybe is not great for kids, but, um, but I don't know. I don't care if my two-year-old sees it. So but maybe I'm just a bad dad. Anyway, the, uh, the, Fisto was there in his element, breathing underwater, just doing great. He's obviously from a race of people that probably either live underwater or, uh, or you know, have underwaterness as a very in- integral part of their society. Not only that, he was shirtless and a specimen with a great smile. 
deny it. Let's hear it, John. Deny it. Deny what I said. <laughs> it is I, uh, I actually preferred Shark Man's smile. <laughs> no way. Kid Visto's smile, when he like took out he took out some droid and then gave this really cheesy like <laughs> grin. I just thought it was Yeah, I the grin. It. I remember it was I remember was the, the whole smile there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just just like super built, you know, perfectly toned, <laughs> wearing this little like uh, these little like speedo pants <laughs> swimming around. I just thought I, I just thought he was so funny. Um, in super good spirits the whole time, like horrible stuff is happening all around him. He's just like, yeah, guys, this is awesome. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, I just loved Kit Fisto in this arc. He belongs underwater um, much more than in a starship where we normally see him. I like it's made this episode made me like Kit Fisto a lot. Um, John, you've played. No, you haven't played Breath of the Wild, and neither have you, Drew. There is a Zora in Breath of the Wild that's a lot like Kit Fisto in this episode. Uh, and, and if either one of y'all ever, ever, either one or both of y'all ever play it, you'll you'll see him. And listeners, if they've played Breath of the Wild, know who I'm talking about. And I don't remember the guy's name, but um, just really, really funny. It was a, like basically a shark man um, with a great smile. <laughs> Built like a bodybuilder. So, <laughs> anyway, love Kit Fisto. So, now that you've had your Kit Fisto moment, <laughs> I'm going to say this: John may may like me less after this, and but you'll probably like me more. So, it's it's a give and take. I thought okay. the most redeeming character for me was Jar Jar. Really, and I say that because. In the first episode, when they were talking to the Gungans about, uh-huh. you know, joining the cause, and the, I guess the ruler, I don't know who that was, actually, the chairperson for the Gungans, he's like, ah, we have to think about this. And Jar Jar's like, no, we're not thinking about this. They've helped us. We're helping them. He's like, good enough for me. We're helping them. I'm like, okay, Jar Jar is actually, you know, making political moves and sense that he normally does not that's not normally his character he normally just like rolling over and falling and messing things up and then you know he helped to save padme in episode three and he he was shown as more of a a warrior and a little bit more macgyver-esque you know with some of the things he did and so I, i won't say he's he's still not my favorite character by any stretch but I certainly will say that I enjoyed his role more in this arc and appreciate him more as a character now than when he was like disguised as a Jedi in that other episode. <laughs> John, what do you think about George? No, no, I agree. He was, and he wasn't, he wasn't annoying. I mean, yeah, he, there was his clumsiness about him, um, but he wasn't saving the day with his clumsiness. Right. Um, so yeah, he did save the day with a very Jar Jar thing, right? <laughs> right? Drew, Drew I don't alluded to it. him to to change to saving the day. Yeah, well, he, he saved he convinced him saved to go in there. No, 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 not no, no. like when, accidentally when... throwing a blue orb into <laughs> a tank. Uh, I'm, know, talking that's, about, that's I'm talking about. I'm talking about at the I'm end. Talking about. Yeah, but at the end, when he saves Padme's day, right? You remember? Oh, the spit. 
<laughs> yeah, never mind. George Jar is no good. <laughs> I didn't really like it in this arc, to be honest. I didn't really like. What I did like is the fact that they used the Gungans. I liked that we saw these characters who are obviously like, you know, the Akbar. Admiral Akbar's a fish man. Like, you know, he's from a water planet. You know, he lives underwater, right? He just it's obvious. It's obvious, uh, or at least partially underwater. And he's a fish man. He's a fish man. Um, he's got big fish eyes. And you, we've got these squid people who I don't think we've ever seen in the movies. Uh, 90% sure we've never seen them in the movies. But we see them in the, in the cartoon a lot. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe they're on the same planet, this ocean planet together. That'd be fine. Um, and then I didn't like the shark people, but, but I did like that, yeah, the Gungans are underwater, are an underwater race. So why wouldn't the Jedi go to them for help for something like this? Uh, they've obviously got a relationship that's already established. I like that it's called back to episode one. I mean, this is a capable army, you know? They weren't pushovers against the droid army. They know how to fight. So calling them in for assistance, I think, makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot I really liked about the way that they were bringing in these water races and having them clash. Uh, the implementation of it, not great, but but there were some things about it that, I guess, conceptually, just in general, I liked what they were trying to do. One thing I want to make sure we talk about, I don't know if it's the most violent weapon, but it's up there. The shark's exploding knives. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. When I watched yeah. that, I was like, did I just see that on a kid's show? <laughs> <laughs> Stab, boom, you know, and all the Kanmari yeah. blow up and then when it gets stuck on the shark man and then you see his like decapitated head falling down. Yeah. Like like that moment. This is just happening. This is cool. Yeah. And that's kind of what it was. It was like, I wanted to hate it so much. And then it would just be like, that was awesome though. (laughs) Like I hate this, but that was really cool. You know? And I kept having those moments. Um, What'd you guys think about the lanes, the, uh, the, the, the water lanes that they travel on? I thought that was kind of creative. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but but why? Because because it's it's like a it's like when you go to the airport and they've got the lane that you can walk on. Well, they don't have they don't have cars. It's just like a faster system of transportation. They're just pushing water. It helps you move along. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can swim along with the water, and it makes you move super fast. So that's why they were using them during the battle to move from one point to another because they can get there really quick until it was broken and then the flow stops right or it only happens in the first half or the second half or whichever whichever way you know it pumps through so um i kind of liked them i thought that was a cool uh a cool element that they added um the environments i kept going back and forth on there were things i liked about it and things i didn't it was very plain i felt like but but, but they did a good job of of doing a convincing realistic i feel like underwater area it wasn't over the top but i think i would have preferred to see it a little more over the top than it was a little bit more visually appealing and colorful um a lot of like blues and and browns and dark greens mm-hmm. like you would really see if you were underwater i guess and you weren't in a coral reef with a bunch of sunlight pouring i mean they're pretty deep here so so it's not that it wasn't well done it's just that it wasn't very exciting and it made the cultures um you know, there wasn't really a lot of culture shown. It was just kind of uninteresting culture-wise. 
uh, and, and environment wise. So I did, I was a little bit disappointed in that. It just wasn't a culture. We don't know any more about the Mon Calamari after watching this than we did before, really, except that they have a king. So I will forever uh, think of uh, of Buzz Lightyear is now a underwater man because that's what Anakin looked like to me the whole time with his glass dome. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. I can see it. Going back to Anakin, I'll tell you, there is a lot of inconsistency in his character and his ability to use the Force. I get. I keep thinking about that episode that we saw where he goes to this, this dark, dark light world and is able to just like stand there and take down the Griffin and the, the gargoyle, these massively powerful force creatures, uh, handle them both at once and subdue them. And then he's sitting here in the same room with shark man and he can't like, why not just like crush his skull or something, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't quite, make a lot of sense but but maybe that's just true of star wars in general and you just have to go with it it's just hard to hard to see the contrast and think like why doesn't anakin just use the force here you know why didn't he just do something about this but i don't know not that i'm an expert in the force but seems a little inconsistent all right i don't have a whole lot else to say besides that um i mentioned in my notes that i thought there was some cool positioning of the camera and the way that some of the battle scenes were, were shot. I know it's not real cameras, but the angle that they used to show it from and kind of how it was all portrayed. I thought, I feel like they're doing a really good job with that. Uh, and that's coming through um, as we start season four. By the way, this is a kickoff of season four. Maybe not the best kickoff in the world, but I can tell that the animation quality and just the, the way that they are presenting things visually is, is, but, I mean, it's great. That part of it I thought was really good. The particle effects, you know, bubbles and shards and explosions and uh, ink and just a lot of particles all over the place in, in a way that gave the scenes a lot of depth um, that I don't think would otherwise be there and definitely was not there in a lot of the earlier Clone Wars episodes. So just a much more vis- visually pleasing experience watching this. And then I'll tell you, there were, there were a couple moments where I thought the music was incredible. And I didn't really write down the specific themes or anything that were used, but there was definitely a mix of uh, old Star Wars themes with, you know, revised to kind of fit the scenario that they were being used in. Nothing mind-blowing or anything, but just really nice to listen to. And I, I like the quality of the music. I like the quality of the animation. The plot here was not great. Had some character problems. Uh, had some design issues. But um, but there's, there's again, I think there's some redeeming qualities. Y'all ready to rank this thing? I was about to say, you just gave every detail, I think. So why don't you go ahead and rate it? Sure. I'll go ahead and rank it. I'm giving it a six. Giving it a six. Uh, it's the bottom of episodes that I like. I do like it. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, the redeeming qualities overcame what I thought were some really, really egregious. <laughs> They're not egregious, but just silly, uh, stupid-looking things. Um, I, uh, you know, oh, I'd watch it again. Hmm. Who's next? 
See, that's, I guess that's where we're going to maybe disagree a little. I, I would not watch it again. <laughs> so for that, I say a four. And that's sort of okay. the threshold of it, it could have been worse and we have seen worse. Um, but I, I would prefer not watch it again. It, okay. it was interesting to see Akbar. I will say that. And episode three did actually, I enjoyed episode three. One and two were, I was very bored. Okay. Episode three, I enjoyed really? a little okay. bit more, especially the fight scene. The fight scene I thought was very cool. Um, you know, when they finally rebelled in the prison camps and they all started fighting and battling and coming together. And, um, you know, the other, the extra shark men, <laughs> we didn't even talk about that, but more shark men came along in episode three. Um, so I, I enjoyed episode three. And so, those aspects of it but like we've talked about i think there was a lot more things i really wasn't a fan of and so for that i'm saying a four okay and john yeah so so i think i would agree with with drew had there been a it's a trap or two in there okay uh sure but without that i i never want to see this one again uh, I hope we never have <laughs> okay. to talk about it again. Um, and I'm going to say it's a, it's a two for me. Okay. No, it's I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Bad start to season four. I, I will definitely agree with you all there. Uh, season four deserves better. I hope. I hope. People have been telling me, hey, this is, it gets really good. You're going to have a lot more consistently good episodes going forward. And this is not the best start to a new season. Usually you have high expectations of a season premiere. Apparently this did premiere. Um, it said on the, the Wikipedia page that the first two episodes of this arc actually aired back to back as a one hour season premiere. And uh, I, you know, that's a little disappointing. I think I would have been disappointed had I seen this as a season premiere, but, but, you know, just watching this through on the episodes as a whole, I didn't have that, that expectation going into it exactly but hopefully season four gets better um i will i will definitely agree with you all there all right if you would like to contact us you can email us at star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com uh, leave us a review on itunes and thanks for listening oh wait wait wait, wait, wait. don't turn the podcast off yet i gotta talk about next week's episodes i think we're watching another three but let me just pull it up here real quick we are going in order now for a while, so it'll be uh, episodes 404, season 4, episode 4, and I've got the pinned post app on the Facebook page. Oh yeah, it is three episodes, but it's not a three episode arc. It's actually going to be a one episode arc called Shadow Warrior, and a two episode arc called The Droid Adventure. So it's episodes 404, 405, and 406. That's what we'll talk about next. Thanks for listening.